0: Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World.
1: Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list.
0: A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip.
1: Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other.
0: Hey there! It's nothing. It just felt <laughs>
1: <like>. <laughs> Why, what happened there?
0: You know, it well, it just it happened. It happened it, tonight.
1: It happened tonight. Yeah. There wasn't <laughs> many, things. many things to
0: choose from. Yeah. So I just told you that it happened. Okay.
1: It happened tonight. <laughs> okay. That's weak, but okay. <laughs> Not your finest meta. <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying yeah it's your uh, finest
0: That's don't fine. worry we have a hundred more movies to <laughs> <go>.
1: <laughs> well it's down to like 80 at this point there we go or I'm like sure 90 I'll find
0: out some some things along the yeah. lines how's it going mita i'm here yeah present
1: a little tired
0: a little tie-tie tonight <laughs> oh my god parting. remember when i used to say that all the time <laughs> <laughs> i'm tie-tie was that, wait, did I know you then? When I don't I think that so. Phase? Okay, that was, I think that was before.
1: I hope it was before because you were an adult in a full-time job and should not have been saying that.
0: I think that was high school me. High school me was like, I'm tie tie. Okay.
1: <laughs> did you also do the baby stripper voice?
0: Yeah, we used to do it uh, in high school. We used to make fun of, it. but it was like, ironically, we would Ironically, do it. okay. I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> It was ironically.
1: Oh, I hope so, because also, <laughs> you should know better than that.
0: Yeah, I do. I make fun of the people that do it in their real life.
1: That's fine. me I'm almost done Modern Family. Whoa. Yeah, I'm, I think I, I'm season finale of the last second last season, and then okay. I'm in the last season, and then that's it.
0: I've never, I'm at the last season and I just like never watched it because I was um, kind of tired of it by the
1: end. It there. is also 11 seasons. It's a long time. Which I think is a lot. Mm-hmm. I think like even if the writing is good and the writing is actually like not, it's good. It's not as good as it is at the beginning, but it definitely is not. It's like, I'll say it again. It's not like Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. but the it just feels too long, you know? Yeah. Like, no, at some point, it just, the world has to stop.
0: You kind of get tired of those characters, too. And, like, they yeah. did a good job of, like, growing people and, like, showing them in different aspects mm-hmm. of their lives. But by the end of it, I was just like, I don't really know if I care about these people anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 11 is too, too long.
1: 10 is a good number. 10 feels like a solid, like, syndication number.
0: Even nowadays, though, like, I feel like that is too much. 10? Like I, yeah, I was thinking about like what has ended at like a good time and like something like Parks and Rec that ended at a good time. Like it didn't I just get didn't like
1: Parks and Rec the you way so many people. I absolutely get it. What is there not to get? I just don't think it's as funny as people think it is.
0: No, it is hilarious. Did you watch it from front to from end? From the
1: beginning, yeah, back to oh. front to back. I and I, don't get me wrong, I didn't dislike it, but I think. Have I ever told you that I really started to dislike Amy Poehler after I read her book?
0: Yeah, you have told me this before. Yes. But it's a this isn't book. Amy Poehler. This is Leslie Nope, And the two of them are very different.
1: Oh, no, that's still played by Amy Poehler. And like Poehler. you
0: fall in love with Ben and there's so many people. No, that whole people. relationship.
1: I, I don't know. Not, nothing about that world enticed me the same way. Especially because I felt like it was just trying to be very office-esque.
0: But how do you, but it's the same people, so you can't get mad at them for that. And how do you, how do you not love like Ron Swanson? And how do you not
1: love Jerry? Like, (laughs) and Donna. I would say like, like I watched it and I've like rewatched it since. Mm -hmm. But it's no 30 Oh God. (laughs) It's like, I, I just don't have the same like.
0: I have heart and you don't. I think that's just what it comes down to. No, I have
1: heart. I like the the, the smush. I'm watching Modern Family for Christ's sakes.
0: Who's your favorite character in Modern Family? I like Phil. Okay, I'll let you have
1: Phil. Why? Who's your favorite character?
0: I do like Phil and I don't, well, I love early Manny, like young Manny. That was always funny to me. Yeah. Like salt and chocolate milk Manny. I miss that. Sure. And like
1: his. You can have that. But then
0: he got annoying as most children do. Yeah. And I think I like the dynamic between the three um, Dunvee kids the most. Like, I like watching their sibling relationship.
1: Yes. Because you are
0: part of a a threesome (laughs) of children. And, like, do you not see it resembling your real life?
1: No, because my brother's so much younger than us. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it made really change. It changes the dynamic. We're not close in age. Oh.
0: I was going to be like, are you the Alex?
1: But. No, my sister's definitely the Alex.
0: Oh, but you're not, you're not the oldest. You're not Haley. I'm
1: not the oldest either. Yeah. But yeah, and none of us are like dumb. So it's its like a very Haley
0: is smart in her own way. In her own way. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I guess, does that make me the Haley? I'm smart. Actually,
0: more. yeah, because you're the more creative one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah.
0: So. I mean, and then I guess your brother smart. is Luke.
1: But speaking of questionable television choices, what are you watching, Rita?
0: how dare you do that to me? (laughs) I needed something to have on as like background noise the other day at work and I needed it to be something that was like familiar to me that I wasn't going to pay close attention to and that was just like there and on Netflix I came across Pretty Little Liars (laughs) which when Pretty Little Liars aired it started in 2010 so I was like 19 at the time so it was like a kind of my age group but not like I should should have been growing from it yeah but I wasn't and <laughs> I I was like a not I wouldn't say die hard but I was really invested in that show and like what was going to happen between these characters and now I am a 31 year old woman I'm 31 now guys I had a birthday, mm-hmm. had um, a birthday. thank you I'm a 31 year old woman. And I'm still slightly invested into what's happening. I realize how bad it is. Like, it's not... I was
1: just going to say, you should know better.
0: It's not good at all. Like, it's not a good show. I get that. And there's so many plot holes. But I think what I'm invested in right now is, like, how many plot holes there are. And, like, trying to use my memory to be like, wait, this doesn't make sense because I know this happens later. And things like that. And it's just, it's just nice to have there. It's kind of like, it's like a cup of soup. It's really warming.
1: Mita, that's a big compliment for something like Pretty Little Liars.
0: It's not a great cup of soup. It's like um, a cup of mushroom soup. Like, it's not what I would order off the menu. But if it's available, like, okay, I'll have some, I'll have some soup. Like, I'm not But gonna... of
1: all the TV shows, and like, TV is different than a movie. Like, you could watch a bad movie because you're not committing to as much time, right? Like, this is a lot of time.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. I think at the time, I also knew when it was on the air that it wasn't great either. But I just okay. was, like, kind of into the, the teenage girlness of it, if you will. Yeah. But I also, when I was younger, I used to be like, oh, it's such bad acting and all this. But I'm re-watching it. I'm like, these women aren't that terrible. Like, they mm-hmm. actually do a very good job at, like trying to play these teenagers in this like hyperbolic role but then also because now it's so many years later i've seen what their like online personalities are and because a lot of them have now made a career outside of like actual acting like i think about shay mitchell in particular who is much more of like in that influencer world Uh um or even like the girl who plays spencer her name is troyan Belisario, like she they are worlds away from what the characters actually were on the show Mm -hmm. and like i'm like oh their acting is actually really good like they're doing they are those two in particular are very good in the show Mm -hmm. and like it is entertaining like i think if you watched it you would know there is some like ridiculousness there and i think it gets to a point where i don't think the writers of the show were aware of how ridiculous it is but the the girls on the show were and i think they play into it a little bit and it's it's fun it's just there i'm not like i'm not trying to figure out who a is because one, I know who A is.
1: <laughs> two, end up being a guy.
0: There's multiple A's.
1: Oh, yeah. Two is.
0: Yes, and in one, t- well, it's very confusing. But you're you're right. One, two, a couple of the A's were um, men. Men. One of them was transgendered.
1: Ahead of its time.
0: It was, but they got a lot of flack for it.
1: Oh, pretty little liars or gossip girl.
0: What is the context? Like, am I saying like a better show?
1: Which do you prefer?
0: Hmm. I stopped. watch. I never watched Gossip Girl from front to end. I stopped. What? Yeah, I stopped. At one point, they put Dan and um, Blair together. And when they did that, I was like, no, like, this is too incestuous for me. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. And I stopped watching up until the last episode. And then I just watched the last episode when it aired. So there's like two seasons that I have no idea what happened whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see myself like going back and watching from from the front because if <laughs> yeah. I did, I probably would have the same feelings. Yeah. But also I just really enjoy those like first two seasons. Like they're a lot of fun. Third season is when it kind of falls off the rails for me and it's because they they're out of high school. And like right. the thing with the teen show that I, I've never seen one do quite successfully is like what do you do once your teen is outside of high school? Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, Gilmore Girls does it well because there were characters outside of Rory being in high school. So, like, you could Yeah, Rory
1: was one character in high school and there were, like, adults outside of that. Yeah.
0: But, like, even when you think about something like Buffy, like, Buffy goes down the hill after season three because, Mm -hmm. like, you had her in college and then you had her drop out of college. But you never really clarified that. And it was, like, kind of a hot mess. Like, were the other characters in college still? Like, I don't know. Um, And even like 90210, I only ever really watched seasons one to four because that first year of college was really exciting. But then when Brenda left, then I was like, nah, (laughs) I'm not into it anymore. Okay. Did you ever watch any like teen shows?
1: I watched Buffy for a bit. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that's it, actually.
0: I'm trying to think of one show where they've done it really well, or they go to college and like you still are invested in what's happening.
1: I was really invested in Buffy. Yeah. And then I just never
0: I mean she had valid reasons to leave college.
1: And I I don't even think I got to that point. I think I got to Wait, do you not graduating high school? Yeah. And that was it.
0: You don't know what happens after?
1: I mean, I've heard through the periphery what happened after.
0: Are we going to start a Buffy rewatch podcast?
1: We're not. Sorry. Okay. Fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so good.
1: You could do that on your own.
0: No, it's not fun alone.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the same to just have a just talk at a mic. It's true.
0: Like even Vampire Diaries, which I was into at the time.
1: You were really into all of them then.
0: Vampire Diaries, I was only into when they were in high school. And then once they left, I was like, nah, this isn't interesting
1: anymore. Is that the one with Ian Somerhalder?
0: Ian Sommelhander is Damon, yes. Sorry, wait. Yeah, he's Damon. Stefan is the other one vampires were a thing guys
1: but Mitha, speaking of young people (laughs) or people who are supposed to be young but look 40
0: yes (laughs) i was like wait are they young
1: (laughs) i think they're meant to be young in this
0: okay yes i guess so
1: this week we watched the original romantic comedy
0: it happened one night
1: it did and what year did it happen in 1934
0: 1934
1: it happened one night in 1934 there you go how about that thought, give us a Disgro.
0: Okay. The IMDb Disgro for It Happened One Night is as follows. A renegade reporter trailing a young runaway heiress for a big story joins her on a bus heading from Florida to New York, and they end up stuck with each other when the bus leaves them behind at one of the stops.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wanted to read it like a newspaper person of that time.
1: <laughs> Did I do it? I think you did. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah. That is literally the plot That's, description yeah. very of it happened one night. It was um. Yes. Very succinct. Very accurate. Mm-hmm. Nadim, why don't you start and tell me what you felt about it happened one night?
1: So I gotta say I was looking forward to it happen one night. Of mm-hmm. all, of these, I think we're gonna split this up into like sections of ten, pretty much. Like we'll do ten at a time, like ten movies at a time to compare, because it's gonna be impossible to compare like. Cimarron, too. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like over, like it'll be hard. Yes. So if we talk about this in sections of 10, this was one of the ones I was most looking forward to for sure. Mm-hmm. I would say this and All Quiet on the Restaurant Front were the two I was really, really looking forward to because you hear so much about It Happened One Night. I think it probably has some of the most iconic history to it in terms of its influence on cinema and in terms of its influence on the romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Some of the reviews I read after the fact. One of them specifically said there's never been a remake Up, It Happened One Night and that's because It Happened One Night has every scene from every other yeah, romantic wrong. comedy no, that yeah. was ever made in some shape or form. Like, yeah. this movie is the top of the pyramid and everything else you've seen after it is coming from this. And as a result you've seen every scene in this movie. You've seen every scene, you've seen every character, and it should feel very redundant and it should feel very kind. It should be boring. But Mita, I loved this.
0: Right. It's... I was
1: so charmed. Yeah. End to end by this. I was so charmed. I very truly, charming. truly love this.
0: And it's so odd. It's, I agree with you, with, uh, like in terms of the research of like what you've seen. Yeah. But even as I was watching it, like I was like, "Oh, this references this movie, and this is like from this." Mm-hmm. And like I've seen this millions and millions of times, but it's still so refreshing to see it in this like original format, mm-hmm. and to like go along with these specific characters as opposed yeah. to the like the the reimagining version of yeah. them. The reimagined version sucks. This is so. It's so light and it's like eating like a nice piece of cake. Like it's yeah. sweet and it's light and like you're fulfilled at the end and it's like having having dessert.
1: Yeah, but like a good, it's like a good piece of cake.
0: Yeah, like, like a real,
1: like cake. gourmet cake. Not something from like a grocery store. Like this feels like good cake and solid icing. Buttercream. Buttercream. Yeah. Good quality buttercream.
0: Not that sugar icing. I hate that.
1: No. I like buttercream icing too. Me too. But, anyways, enough about cake. <laughs> I, could I just
0: had some before we recorded. Oh, so excellent.
1: <laughs> no, but I really, I was really like, end to end, I was charmed. I was really, really like enamored by this. And some of the, like, again, you've seen everything transpire in this movie, in other things, but everything that happened in this movie, I just, these two characters, Are so well written and Clark Gable and Claudette. How do you say her last name?
0: I need to see it.
1: I need to see it too. Claudette Colbert. Colbert. Like Stephen. have such amazing chemistry. They have such good chemistry and it's so necessary for any romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. Because a romantic comedy rests on the shoulders of its leads. Because it could be a great script, but without two good performances and great chemistry, it goes nowhere. And there are, I think, countless examples of romantic comedies where your leads just have no sexual chemistry. There's no there's no sense of, like, attraction between them. But this, everything end-to-end just works.
0: I think that's an interesting point to make because I was thinking the same thing. Like, these two people were meant to, to work together in this specific scenario. Like, mm-hmm. it makes so much sense. And what I thought of was... I know you don't love it, but How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is also a very successful romantic comedy. It is. It is very successful at what it's meant to do, which is to show you this, like, charming, delightful love story between these two people in some sort of awkward meet cute. And it successfully does that. But then when you t- take Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson and you put them in something like Fool's Gold, Fool's Gold is Yeah, that's, terrible. A, that's a
1: fair point. Yeah.
0: It's terrible. Yeah. And those two, ha- like, it's, I think it does rely on chemistry a lot, but the script does play a large part yeah, yeah, into of course. it as well. Yeah, Bulls Gold is just, like, kind of a hot mess of a movie. And when you take, like, the random characters that are supposed to be in every rom-com that's sort of, like, nudging along the two leads, yeah. it's just, it's it's. Poorly written and like the charm that Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson do have with one another is completely washed out because of all the random stuff that's happening. But when you have something like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, where everything is sort of purposely there and it it serves the purpose of a rom-com, it makes sense and it's magical. So I don't think it's like all on those two people and how successful they are, but I do think it does play a large part into it.
1: I find it super interesting that you bring up How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, not because I don't like it. (laughs) But I do find that's, uh, I was thinking about it in terms of, I guess in terms of me not liking it, but specifically in terms of, I feel like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is kind of like the epitome of what's gone wrong with romantic comedy. And It Happened One Night is everything that's right about it. And there are many things about It Happened One Night, scenes specifically, that are kind of, they take place in many Bollywood movies. Like, mm-hmm. there's many scenes throughout this that, like, there's a lot of jub we met in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that scene where they're crossing the water is in Veer Zara, for instance. There's, like, very many of those scenes. And they, they play out very differently. But what this movie doesn't depend on, and what those Bollywood movies don't depend on, is slapstick comedy. Mm-hmm. Which is what something like it, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days does. It's this high-concept kind of idea that does work in the end, but then you have stupid shit like The Love Fern and that song, um, You're So Vain. Like the sequences How dare you forget
0: are... <laughs> the name of You're So Vain.
1: <laughs> the sequences play out a lot more for they're meant to be kind of like slapstick comedy, whereas the comedy in this is not like Laugh Out Loud. This isn't a Laugh Out Loud movie. It's a smiling along the whole time movie.
0: Those scenes, though, play their part because those are the memorable things of a movie. Like people like yourself, who don't, who you don't even like it, but you know those scenes. You know what the love burn is. If I tell you about the Celine Dion scene and How to Leave the Guy in Ten Days, like you, people will know what that is, and I think that in itself makes it successful. Because as I was watching this, I was like, if this was made today, like just the way it is in this, it would not be successful. People wouldn't want that.
1: This. I do not agree with.
0: I don't think you can pull this off today.
1: I think something like, for instance, and I i guess the difference is, is that, like, Jeb We Met is Indian and this is American. Jeb we Met follows a lot of the same beats of this. And granted, like, there's... For those of our listeners who don't know, Jeb We Met is a movie that came out in, I think, 2007 mm-hmm. about uh, two people who meet on a train. He is contemplating... He, he's having a kind of a crisis and she is this loudmouth Punjabi girl who has... Who just talks and talks and talks. And done by the iconic Greena Kapoor in her, arguably her best role. But this movie is full of some incredible dialogue. Like incredible, incredible throwaway dialogue. And that's all it is. There's no slapstick in Jeb We Met. And Jeb We Met still captures that same sense of romance and adventure and sweetness. I that think her happened character in
0: itself is the slapstick of the movie though. I think everything has a has a place.
1: I don't know. I, she I is, really. Okay.
0: She is, is the slapstick of it. She's that like outstanding piece. Because what did you say to me when we first met?
1: What did I say to you?
0: You told me that I'm Geet.
1: <laughs> did I say you're like Geet?
0: You Yes. You've compared me
1: to her multiple times. But Geet is so lovable. You also just called her loudmouth. <laughs> she's a loudmouth Punjabi girl, but she's lovable. I'm not Punjabi. Like, the whole point of Juby Met rests on the fact that at the interval point when Geet's personality changes drastically because of what she's gone through, the movie feels it, and you, as a result, feel it because you miss her.
0: But part of the the thing that attracted people to it is her outrageousness and like her loudmouth Punjabi girl persona. Like I think that in itself could be considered. Not exactly slapstick, but there's some sort of aspect to this film that's going to draw in viewers.
1: Which film?
0: <laughs> Jeb We Met. That's the We only... Met. She's the part that stands out to me. I don't really care very much for the other characters.
1: For Shahid Kapoor, fine. But I think the difference is, is that in Jeb We Met, fine. She's, she's your loudmouth Punjabi slapstick, quote unquote. But she's still a character, right? She's still a written person who has dimension and who has, like, she's created. And while she is loud and she's kind of, like, boisterous and all of that, she's not manufactured. Mm-hmm. Whereas the sequences in these romantic comedies that come out in something like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or The Wedding Planner or, you know, those Katherine Heigl, Kate Hudson, there's, like, a genre, right, of, like, bastardized romantic comedies where... It's a romance that you know how it's going to end, and it's full of some, like, dime pieces, like, dime scenes that are just kind of, like, throwaway scenes. But there's no sense of romance, and there's no sense of excitement between that couple.
0: I feel like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is, like, the unfair comparison, though, because the whole point of the movie is that she is doing the things that you would see in these, like, dramatized romantic comedies of, like, what women do wrong. Like, she's purposely doing those things, it's okay, then give
1: me another example.
0: <laughs> of like a successful romantic comedy?
1: Yeah. And I'm in not the talking about day? something. Yeah. And I'm not <laughs> talking about something like Silver Lightning's playbook, for instance, because I know arguably you can call that a romantic comedy.
0: Well you and I are on the same page as that, like they're just they're they are just they they do not exist anymore. Like I don't I haven't watched anything in the last while that's like, oh, this is a successful romantic comedy. Or we just don't agree that the
1: movie's that great. Like
0: I like Palm Springs. Yeah. There's nothing slapstick, like, I mean. No, there's nothing
1: slapstick about it. I'll give it that.
0: Yeah. There, I mean, there, there there's some montage sequences, but that's to show the extenuating circumstance that this person's been living the, spoiler alert, this person's been living the same day for however many days now. But like, I, I think that's successful in itself.
1: I think more to argue your, your point that I don't think it happened one night could been, could be made now as is. I really beg to differ because I think there's a place for something to be that simplistic and it's like, so well made that I think an audience would love to see it. That sequence, by the way, where they like he pulls up his pants and he picks her up and they walk across the river is so beautiful.
0: I think if you're making that today, you're making it a musical. Like the first thing that came to my mind is La La Land.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, interesting. Something that
0: has that like simplistic of a love story of just boy meets girl and like they fall in love, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But like this is still very sweet, like spoiler alert, but they do wind up together in the end. Like they do have this happily ever after. And even like 20 years from now, when we're watching something like Roman Holiday, they don't wind up together. And so to have something that's so like, it's like syrup sweet, to have something so built up to this like expectation of these two people are going to fall happily in love with one another that is really difficult to do with an audience today and have it be successful because also when we're talking I think like it has to be a very like independent picture I couldn't see like a big Hollywood film or two Hollywood stars starring in something like this
1: so I have a question and this might be a bit of a leading question and it might be more of like a personal conversation we should have but I'm going to throw it onto the podcast you've read my screenplay yeah. <laughs> Which is a romantic comedy.
0: Yes. But I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. You don't
1: have to spoil it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I would, I, I'm kind of curious, how would you compare it then to something like this versus something like the modern romantic comedy? Your... And for those people who obviously don't know because they haven't read my screenplay, <laughs> I have a screenplay that's called Slut. It's currently in development. And it's yeah. about a proudly promiscuous woman who goes to her sister's wedding Sorry, it's about a proudly promiscuous woman who finds out her sister is marrying her douchey ex-boyfriend, and goes to the wedding to destroy it.
0: So your screenplay has the modern day examples of her being sexually promiscuous. In 1934, I don't think they could have written this character in that light. Like, are we? That's how I'm seeing it, and how like if I was gonna make this today, it has to be like exactly in this way, um, and to have these like sincere moments of like them with the sheet in between them, and to not know. Like, I think. (laughs) This sounds so terrible but society's terrible these days like you can't have nice sweet moments like that anymore without some sort of ridicule behind it or some sort of like satire included with it
1: so is the reason we like this because it's kind of like a bollywood movie
0: exactly (laughs) i think that's why you and i like it for sure because we grew
1: up with this like this feels very kind of like those sweet romantic moments feel sincere. They feel genuine. This is they've...
0: so Hamapkehekon.
1: Yeah. There's so much like chaste in this. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't kiss. They don't have sex. There's no, there's nothing sexual about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And even in modern day Bollywood now, you're seeing the push towards yeah. like a more modern yeah. relationship where it's like, if you think about something like Hamapkehekon, if you were going to re- redo that today, like they would have slept yeah, together.
1: They would have slept together. After right. the
0: engagement party. Yeah.
1: She would they have had too would... much
0: to drink in her brown. Yeah. Realistically, the... <laughs> they would have
1: had like a one night stand and then that's what would have like perpetuated their romance. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this is maybe we're just getting old and this is just a throwback to what it was.
0: The simplistic view that this romantic comedy has is dead. And then the new modern version is just too much for me.
1: <laughs> of this?
0: It, it's too much. Like, I don't want to see modern romantic comedies. Like, I would prefer to watch this over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. I can and that was one thing I'd say I, I will absolutely I'm gonna find this on Amazon I'm going to purchase it I will absolutely watch this again
0: if you were gonna remake this today how would you do it how would you do it who would be the director because I think that's a large part of this too like you yeah. have people like um Frank Capra yeah, and like yeah. will, um, Billy Wilder who make films like this like this is that was their bread and butter yeah. but who is doing that today and then who are your stars going to be
1: Well, I think Damien Chazelle would, like, I think the La La Land comparison was really apropos because Mm. he was able to create a love, like, granted, he was going for something else, but that love story he creates between Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling is very endearing and believable. Mm -hmm. So that's probably, and without being saccharine, like, I can't think of someone, like, if you think of someone like Joe Wright, who created arguably the best Pride and Prejudice, Mm -hmm. but that's a period piece.
0: Yeah, that's different. It's That's Jane Austen. So I
1: feel like Damien Chazelle would work. If I were to think of modern people to do this, I would.
0: Like in terms of that, can I also just want to say, can you uh, imagine the world that if it had been Emma. Emma. Why am I saying em, Emily Watson? Emma Watson. Emma. Emma
1: Watson. Yeah. Who is in La La Land? Em, yeah. Could you. like Wild. That would be. Like I have no idea. Yeah. It would bad yeah yeah i don't know how she was the first choice i don't understand either because she doesn't even
0: have that great a voice
1: no she doesn't and her and ryan gosling have would have no chemistry
0: it would be weird I'm so, so I'm glad, glad that, that Emma Stone choice. is in that movie. It's
1: hard right now because I feel like you've kind of incepted the idea of Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone.
0: They're really... They are... <laughs> I haven't seen that one movie, um, Gangster Squad. Have you seen Gangster Squad? I haven't seen Gangster Squad. Part of me wants to watch Gangster Squad just to see if it works in there too because they yeah. really do have great chemistry together. Are they the
1: Shah Rukh and Kajal of Hollywood? What
0: if? I ask, <laughs> Maybe they're the Deepika the, the and... Renbier. Renbier? Renbier. Or either one. I don't know. She works yeah. with both.
1: <laughs> she works with both. Yeah. Gate chemistry with both. Yeah. I do also find it interesting that your best points of comparison to this are more Hindi movies. Mm.
0: But yeah, because like that's what can still that's it up into the nineties was still doing things like this. Yeah. Like when you look at North American film by the nineties and you think about romantic comedies, I think a lot of them were like high school geared. Like I think about
1: Oh, that's so disappointing and so true.
0: Yeah, I think about like Clueless and Ten yeah. Things I Hate About You and like in that timeline. I mean, I'm trying still to think like what's a nineties rom? Yeah.
1: Which and is, is charming. And you've got male. Sleepless in Seattle is excellent. Yes. Because it rests on a very it is that is high concept mm-hmm. but very well executed.
0: What's the one with Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman?
1: Oh, While You Were Sleeping? I like While You Were Sleeping. I do like While You Were Sleeping. But, Mita, what I'll say is While You Were Sleeping is kind of like, it's kind of like You've Got Mail. I think Sleepless in Seattle is the exception because it's a little bit more romantic drama than romantic comedy. But Mm, these are all like middling movies, right? None of them, they're all like in their genre. They're great and they're memorable and they're charming for what they are. But like While You Were Sleeping, like I would call It Happened One Night a good movie. Full stop period. While You Were Sleeping is a good romantic comedy. And that's the difference.
0: Hmm. That's I'm not.
1: Compa- I can compare, and I might, I can compare It Happened One Night to Silence of the Lambs. But I can't compare While You Were Sleeping to Silence of the Lambs.
0: I concur. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think of 90s rom-coms now. But also I'm also trying to think who would be in the modern day version of this. And I do think it has to be like two unknowns. I just I think also with like today's culture and celebrity culture, we just we know too much about people. Mm -hmm. And like we have to watch their social media and we have to see them do like junkets and things like it has to be people who are like kind of fresh. Yeah. um, And don't have any notion behind them and are kind of still mysterious.
1: But I mean, Clark Gable was Clark Gable. Was he Clark Gable at the time? I'm not sure. Or was that more retrospectively after gone with the wind?
0: I think after gone with the wind. I think he was starting at this time, but I don't think he was like Clark Gable. And I think when we think about that like I think that doesn't come until like a like maybe decades later when it's like, "Oh, Clark Gable was one of the the best of his yeah. time." Like I don't know what Hollywood lore was like in mm-hmm. the 1930s. Like I don't know what people were saying. But, like, if I think about who's like a Clark Gable the, these days, like, if you're talking about Ryan Gosling, yeah. we know all these things about Ryan Gosling. We know he's yeah. married to Eva Mendez and he has two daughters and he yeah. had this dog that died and we missed the dog. Yeah. And, like, all and these... he's from
1: London, Ontario and he's Canadian and he dated this person and he did this. Yeah. Thing. Like, like yeah.
0: remember him and Rachel McAdams at the MTV Movie Awards? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Like, I don't. A match made in Canadian heaven.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's go back to that simpler time. <laughs>
1: No, the she's Notebook, happy I guess, is a... But that's also a romantic drama. Yes, it is. It's
0: but not none a great of these, film, though.
1: Yes, exactly. None of these are like... If we go further into, like, closer to our time in Oscar history, what romantic comedy was nominated for Best Picture? Aside from Silver Linings Playbook.
0: <laughs> I can't think of any. Can yeah, you?
1: I can't think of a single one.
0: That's sad. Because, oh, like, sad. they are... There is the potential for them to be a great film.
1: Yeah. And this is proof of it.
0: But you just don't see it, or even oh, Notting Hill just popped into my mind as rom com, but it's not a great film.
1: <laughs> no, but it's a great rom com. It's a great it's a classic rom com. Yeah,
0: My Best Friend's Wedding is a great rom com, and actually, you know what? I'm gonna argue My Best Friend's Wedding could be a great film. Yeah, it is the one of the few times where your main character is completely unlikable, but you still are wanting the best for them. like you want them to get what they want.
1: Yeah, it is, a, a it is definitely ways. as a screenplay, it's a tightrope of like managing kind of conflicting ideas.
0: Mm-hmm. You are meant to hate Cameron Diaz's character, but you still find her utterly charming when she's doing yeah. karaoke. My Best I Friend's Wedding, I, mm, I think it could be a great film.
1: Maybe. Yeah. But there is Four Weddings and a Funeral.
0: I also love Four Weddings and a Funeral.
1: But that is a, an example of a good movie. Great that movie, is, yeah. A good movie that is a romantic comedy. Either way, there's not many of them. And the genre itself has definitely been really bastardized and really just like.
0: When you say there's not many of them, do you mean like romantic comedies in general or just like great romantic
1: comedies? Great romantic Okay. Comedies. I was
0: like, there's a shit ton of there's romantic comedies. There's a shit comedies. ton of
1: romantic comedies. They're just but I mean just are like, yeah, few like and far between
0: when it comes to great.
1: Quality. Quality. Like, I think comedies. you can name this. It happened one night. Annie Hall is another one people reference. We'll see. It's one people reference, but we will have a, a re-review we'll of that in a f- few months. Yeah. So eventually we'll get there. But they're not many, right? It's kind of sad. And I don't know if the goal has ever been to make a truly great romantic comedy. Or if this kind of destroyed them for the rest of them.
0: When you say the goal, who are you speaking about? Like Filmmakers. Filmmakers, okay. Yeah.
1: Filmmakers, not like anybody else. Like I don't know if whenever... Let's say how to lose a guy in ten days. The goal wasn't I want to make, I want to make a really good romantic comedy. I feel like sometimes the goal is I want to make a really successful film. What's gonna get me to success mm, rather than what's gonna, gonna the water? Yeah, and that's why something like how to lose a guy in ten days, the proposal, like these are all the proposal has a lot of slapstick. I don't like the proposal. No, I don't either. Okay. but I'm just trying to give examples of like modern day. Romantic comedies. And the thing is, is that these romantic comedies that are kind of subpar all fill the same void that a good romantic comedy does. Like, you know, sometimes on like, like a Friday night, you just want an easy movie to watch. Mm -hmm. You don't want something taxing. You just want to be able to enjoy it, have a few laughs and like turn it off.
0: Pretty little liars.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But like romantic comedies really do fill that void. But the unfortunate thing is, is that Something like It Happened One Night does those things. It just happens to be so much better made than something like The Proposal. So why are we not making more things like It Happened One Night? And why are we making more things like The Proposal? I
0: honestly don't think you could make It happen One Night today, though. Like, I don't think that anybody would have the, the, the thought to be like, let's do this and have it be this, like, very... It's simplistic. It's not complicated, the story. And it's not... You know, there isn't any oomph to it, I guess. I think and with today's filmmakers, everybody wants some spice. Everybody wants something a little bit extra with their films and what they're being made. Because that's how they're going to get money. It's sad to say, but like people intentions these days are what's going to get us profits.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. I think it's just disappointing because this movie is just so it's so nice to watch. It's such a pleasant film. And it was after a long time that I felt that way, I would say.
0: But I also think the reason why we like it so much is because we don't have enough of it. Like, if yeah. we did have more great yeah. romantic comedies throughout the decades that we could reference easily without having to, like, go through the list,
1: Yeah. then we wouldn't appreciate this. True. That's very true. I will say, though, that despite liking it so much, there was one thing that really irritated me. What was it? The ending.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think you would do that today.
1: No. No. And I don't know why they did it then, though.
0: Because it was 1934.
1: <laughs> but we don't see them together. But you know. No, of course I know. <laughs> like, of course you know. You get it. But I do feel that, like, it was it was surprising. What, if, what specifically the movie-
0: about the ending do you not, like...
1: I, I, I think it's kind of like, I get it. We know from the beginning these two people are going to end up together. Mm-hmm. But I've spent two hours on this film. I want some moment of catharsis. I get they end up together. And it could be as simple as, look, when I wrote my movie, I wanted my romantic comedy to be to be fresh and original and end somewhere, not in some, like, airport or some, like, mall doing a flash dance Running or through I, the fields towards each other. Running through the other. fields towards <laughs> each other. I didn't want that. But at the end of the day, you do need to have your main couple do something, right? Don't you?
0: No, because I think she gets in the really car and drives Holiday, off. Where it's like they don't wind up together. But and that it's... is
1: different because that's the point. They yeah. end up together in here. You just don't see it.
0: But maybe you want that because of all the modern day romantic comedies that have provided that to you. Like, don't you think that this would be? This is so much more fresh.
1: I will say this is totally my writing style. Mm-hmm. This is something I would do as like a writer. This is totally right up my alley. But I watched it and I was so like, but wait, do we not get to see them together? Like, do we not get to see them? It, like wherever they're they're meant to be, like when he sends the telegram, like do we not get to?
0: I think that's much more of a satisfying ending of like, but wait, I want more.
1: Maybe. I will say it's not affecting my rating.
0: Oh, I'm content. Thank you. Good good night. Here's my. It doesn't affect
1: my (laughs) overall feeling for it and overall like appreciation for the film or my rating. It was just like, wait, I would have liked to have seen something different at the end. Hmm. But you're right. It might just be because like that's what I'm conditioned to expect.
0: That's why we have sequel prequel ideas.
1: <laughs> oh, meet a nice segue. <laughs> Look at that. Look
0: at that there. I would like to see like what happened next with these two. Yeah. It happened tomorrow. That would be the name of the okay. sequel. That's or it strange. happened one afternoon where we spend an afternoon with them. I don't know. Yeah. But I would like to see where this couple goes and what happens and what kind of hijinks they get into.
1: They would get into hijinks. So
0: many hijinks. So much
1: hijinks. Yeah. So before we get into ratings... Does this deserve Best Picture?
0: In my humble opinion, yes. However, I'm saying yes thinking about rom-coms of the future, which is not entirely fair to the year 1934 and the other nominees that were (laughs) nominated for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. But when I think about rom-coms of the future, I do think that this stands out as what it was in that time. And Mm -hmm. I think it brings something very fresh and original to films at that time as well because we haven't seen anything that has been very similar up until this point. And I can't think of any like references that it's like, oh, this one is actually like the first original romantic comedy. And quite frankly, I don't care if there were other ones. Like this one is just very good as it is. And I really enjoyed watching it. And so I think that it stands out from the other films that were nominated that year, even though I don't really know any of them. But I do think that it deserves its win. What do you
1: think? There were 12 movies nominated that That's year. a...
0: How am I going to do that, that in lot. an Instagram post?
1: Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. 12 movies nominated. And this was the one that won. And I could totally see why. Like, I haven't seen the others. I haven't heard of some of them. Some of them, there's like Cleopatra and things like that in there. So I have heard of some of these. But I can totally see... This was so charming. And I could totally understand why it won. I totally think it should have won. I'm so glad it sits in history and has the respect that it has in film lore and especially Mm -hmm. in terms of being regarded as the first romantic comedy because I think it's important that people know when you watch something as terrible as How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days that that came from something as splendid as this. Like someone did it right at some point in time and it just becomes a North Star for that genre. And I think it's interesting, like, I don't know if there's a North Star for horror, right? I don't know if there's a North Star for comedy, but there's a North Star for the romantic comedy. And this is it. And that's, that's nice. And I like that. I like that history that this movie has.
0: Sorry to the gay divorcee. which The gay divorcee.
1: Yeah, whatever that was.
0: Cleopatra. Flirtation walk. Here comes the Navy. Imitation of life. One night of love. The Barretts of Wimpole Street, The Thin Man, Viva Villa, The White Parade, and The House of Rothschild.
1: Yeah, it really just keeps going. It's a very yeah. long list.
0: <laughs> I really like Viva Villa. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go into my rating.
0: But aren't I first?
1: Yes, you are first. Sorry. <laughs> I did capital played first. So go. You go.
0: Me, I'm first. Okay. Yeah. It happened one night. It did. You know what, Nadeem? Mm-hmm. I'm glad it happened Yeah. <laughs> I, I I did have very high expectations going into this just because like there is a the notion that this is one of the greatest romantic comedies um ever made. And I have infamously said on this podcast, maybe I don't like romantic comedies, but this gave me hope that there is something mm. to like actually um, enjoy out of these types of films. And there's something that I think could be taken away. I know we talked a lot about, how like you couldn't do this today, but I think there are aspects of this that could be put into a movie today to actually make it as successful as this. It is mm-hmm. charm with a capital C, and it, it's just so nice to see something very simple made and executed very, I want to say accurately, but that doesn't seem like the best yeah. word for <laughs> it. But it's, it's nice to see something very simple executed so well. Yeah. Because... Even watching this, this could, this could easily be one of the bad rom-coms of today. Like with, with direction, with some of the plot points that are in this and with the acting as well. Like if any one of those aspects of the films had a slip, it would be a bad romantic comedy. It would be too slapstick. It would be, you know, over-dramatized. It would be just like kind of a dub. Mm -hmm. But Everything in this has done successfully and it's such a pleasure to watch. And like I've been really struggling with the black and white movies (laughs) the last few ones and like this took me out of that completely. Like I was charmed from the beginning of it. That opening sequence with her on the boat and jumping off of the boat.
1: It's so great.
0: It's so great. And like, I was like, you could do that today and it would be so much fun. And like, I instantly was just like captured. I'm like, okay, it happened one night is is great. And it continued to do that throughout the entire film. And so for that, I'm going to give it four stars.
1: Good for you. Yes.
0: I, it happened one night and it's going to happen every day after. Yeah. That's my review. Boom, boom.
1: I loved this. I really, yeah. like, everything you said, I was so... I could not... I cannot think of another word other than, like, charming with a capital C. It's mm-hmm. so, so charming. And it really is Clark Gable and Claudette Corbert. There's just... Their their chemistry... They're also really well-written characters, though. And find Clark Gable's character is kind of a man of the, that time. I find Claudette Colbert's character, Ellen, is so well written and so interesting and she's such an independent fierce force and she gives and takes like the back and forth between them that sequence where they're the police come to check on them and they instantly kind of improvise this fight between a ma- married couple or they're in the back of the car or he's holding her like while they walk through the river it's so just like it really just puts a smile on your face they're so well done and these are people that you know, if you don't watch Bollywood movies, you might not know who Shah Rukh Khan and Kajal are. But if you do, then you know that the entire world wanted these two actors to be in love in real life because you believed it so much when they were in movies. They had such great chemistry and such great interaction with each other. And I felt that with these two characters. And I honestly don't think I feel that on regularly with American films But i can see why people revere this so much and why it's so highly regarded because it does everything right and like you said this could have gone this was like a hair away from being a bad movie but everything works the writing the acting the direction everything about this is it works and it works exactly how it should it's absolutely worth your time it's absolutely worth the win Last week, we watched everything that is wrong with black and white films, and this is literally everything that's right about them. It really is. It's everything that is good about black and white pictures. It's wholesome, it's sweet, it's sincere, it's well made. And I can, if this is the first black and white movie you watch, you'll want to continue watching more because you'll see a whole world and a whole life that we don't experience. This is, this, this does feel from a different life in a different world, and that is really nice to see in this day and age. So for all of those reasons, I also give it four stars.
0: Whoa, baby. Highest one yet. Yep. How about that?
1: And I think rightfully so.
0: I forgot to say, there's a saying that we say around my house. Yes. They don't make them like that anymore. And, like, they, they don't. really don't make them they like don't. this movie anymore. We always reference it to the, the baby. I say, like, they don't make them like this baby anymore because yeah. <laughs> he's the best baby. Except for your babies. Your babies are great,
1: too. Thank you. But,
0: <laughs> um, yeah, they don't make them like this anymore. Yeah,
1: they don't. they don't. This is really, it's an excellent film. It's so good.
0: Hooray! Hooray!
1: <laughs> and then we move on to next week.
0: Yes, next week we are watching... But before M- we do oh, that... sorry. Yeah?
1: <laughs> Mita... We got oh, a game to play.
0: We do have a game to play. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, so last week you challenged me to match the favorite to um, one of our favorite 1990s yeah. Bollywood films, Kuch Kuch Hota he. If you've yeah. never seen Kuch Kuch Hota he, you should. It's on Netflix, I think. Absolutely. Netflix or Prime, it might be on both. Yeah. And um, it's it's a scream. Let me tell I'm you a that scream. it's a, it's just like it's a yeah.
1: You Insanely will not improbable. It and insanely yes. charming.
0: You know, the more I think about it, the more I think maybe it could happen. Maybe.
1: Maybe, maybe it could. If
0: yeah. all the right things are in all the right places, yeah. then it could happen. Yeah. But also, it would never happen. Yeah. Especially with helicopter parents today. Like, yeah. who's letting their eight-year-old? <laughs> so, fine. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Nadim, your challenge for this evening yes. is to connect. Yes. Kuch-kuch hai mm-hmm. to... Belfast. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There is a way to do it.
1: There's one I, way I, only?
0: In one minute. Wait, did you say in one minute only?
1: Is there only one way? That's what I asked.
0: Oh, I don't know if there's only one way. I just know one way. Okay. Yes. Um, so you can figure it out any way you want, but there's a way that's correct in my mind. So <laughs> you have to connect to Belfast in okay. one minute. Starting now.
1: Okay, Kuch Kuch Hota stars one Anubam Kher, mm-hmm. who was in... Okay, there's there's roundabout ways of doing this. Okay, so Kuch Kuch Hota Hai stars Shah Shahrukh Khan, mm-hmm. who was in Kal Ho Na Ho with Sefali Ali Khan, mm-hmm. who was in Dil Chata Hai with Dimple Kapardia, mm-hmm. who was in Tenet with mm-hmm. Kenneth Brana, who is in Belfast.
0: There you go. That's a way to do it. Yeah. It's not the way I would have done
1: it. There is, Anupam Kher must have been in something directly with Dimple Kapadia rather than using Saif Khan, but I couldn't think of something.
0: So what I did, though, mm-hmm. was Anupam Kher, Kuch starts Anupam Kher, who is in Hotel Mumbai with Army Hammer, who is just in Death on the Nile with Kenneth Branagh, who oh, is the director go. and writer for Belfast.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: You saw well, Death there... on the Nile, right?
1: No, I fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> Quite early on, actually. There you go. Yeah, I was going to watch it, and then I didn't. I might watch it one day. I like a good murder mystery. And unlike Murder on the Orient Express, I don't know who did it in Death on the Nile.
0: But I also don't think that that movie is probably any good. No, probably not. No.
1: (laughs) But that was this week. Mita, what are we watching next week?
0: Next week, we are watching Mutiny on the Bounty. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I picture it whenever I see it written.
1: Also starring one Clark Gable. How about that? How about that? Two Clarks in a row. Whoa, baby. Who, can I just say, much better looking than I remember.
0: Clark Gable's stunning.
1: Yeah, Clark Gable was a looker.
0: I think it's Chris Evans that's going to be playing Clark Gable. No, it's not Clark Gable. He's playing somebody else in an upcoming film.
1: An upcoming something. But yes, next week we're watching Mutiny on the Bounty, the original one from 1935, because there are a few remakes of this. Yeah. Mita, it is over two hours. I'm sorry. I don't, yeah, we'll get there. Mita, you didn't send me any quotes.
0: I didn't, because I actually, Nadeem, I enjoyed this movie so much that I didn't write down any quotes. Like, I was so... I was so entrapped with it. I didn't stop at any moment to be like, oh, I should write that down. I was just like enjoying watching the yeah. movie, which I think. Oh, um,
1: I think says, that speaks to it.
0: It says a lot to it. So I did have one thing that stuck out to me. And it's something that my dad says all the time. Oh, so really? I I am going to repeat it right now because it's a quote from this movie. And it's a quote from my father.
1: OK, go Kay. ahead.
0: <clears throat> Holy jumping catfish. But wait, that's how Clark Gable said it. But I'll say it like my dad
1: Holy jumping catfish! <laughs> <laughs> Did he get it from the movie?
0: No, I think he just... He just I think it's a saying. Yeah, and my dad s- is, like, old. so.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for Mutiny on the Bounty.
0: Or the Bound, who knows. Or the
1: Bound, whichever one. Stay no, tuned! Mutiny on the Bounty. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Have a lovely week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the number 2 Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com.
1: As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.